So if you can open your Bible with me to James chapter 4, verses 13 through 16. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 16. James 4, verse, 6, verse 13. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Verse 15, instead you are to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. You know, we see a scripture portion where James, the Apostle James, is advising the church, how do we plan for our future? You know, we all have plans for our future. Even though our plans may not be the same, but we all are having plans for our future. Now, I want to conveniently divide these scriptures into five segments. We will divide as we read the scriptures. Let's again read James 4, verses 13 to 16. Come, if you can look at the screen and read with me. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. So number one division is based on what we know. You know, someone is planning that today or tomorrow, I'll go to such and such a city, and I will go and do business there, and I will make profit. That decision is based on what someone knows. Verse 14. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. That is what we do not know. There are certain things that we know, but there are certain things, there are many different things we do not know. Let's read further. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. He's talking about, James is talking about the life that is passing, the life that is fleeting, the life that goes away, disappears very soon. Life that is passing. Verse 15, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. He's talking about God's will. He's talking about doing, living and doing God's will. Verse 16, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. He's talking about the evil of boasting. So we have already divided the scripture portion, these uh, three, four verses into five different segments. This morning I would like to title my sermon as your future plans. How many of you do not have a future plan? Can I see your hands? Looks like all of you are having a future plan. That's good. You need to have plans. Certainly we need to have a plan. 
Without plan, things are not going to come. Without plan, things are not going to fall in place. We need to have a plan concerning our future. So let's talk about the, our future plan. Number one here, James says, in verse 13, as we title that small segment as what we know, James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. You know, when we think like this, when we make such plans, and when we move forward to implement such plans, take such steps in our lives, you know, we think that we are in charge of our lives. You know, many times we think that in our plans, our decisions concerning our future are going to come, going to, you know, come into existence. We take a lot of steps, a lot of efforts to achieve our plans. And at the end of the day, if that plan happens, we will say that, yes, brother, God spoke to me. I took the decision and move forward in this direction. Look at that, it is God's will. It is God's will. And if it doesn't happen, we will say that probably it's not God's will. You know, you see the way God's will is being treated in our day-to-day -day life. God's will always comes at the end. If it happens, it is God's will. And if it doesn't happen, it is not God's will. We make God to will our plans. Then making God's will our plan. We make God to follow our plans than following God's plan. You know, this morning I was really seriously thinking about it. And you know, I, I have concerns, I have questions. Lord, how do we do your will? Can you teach us this morning? Many times we impose what we know on God and we try to make God do that for us. Many times we do things based on what is known to us. You know, our decision is based on what is known to us. Here somebody is taking a decision. Come on, let's move from the city and let's go to another city and spend a year there and, you know, make profit and do a business and make profit. That's a wonderful decision. But James is, you know, coming to a point that, you know, looks like if you are not doing it according to the will of God, James is saying that you have an evil within you and that evil is called arrogance. James is not talking about somebody who is outside, somebody who is not known to the Lord. James is talking to us. James is talking to the believers. And when believers are not doing the will of God, it becomes an evil inside of us. That's what James is talking about. You know, I always have these questions while understanding God's will. It's very practical this morning. The common questions I have, I don't know the answer for those. I'll share with you. There are three of them. Number one, people who are immigrating to Canada are United States, including myself, all of us. Wonderful. Very great decision. Many times we testify saying that I wanted to come to Canada or I wanted to come to United States and a prophet came and he prayed over me saying brother, sister, God is talking to me. God is take, going to take you to a country where there is snowfall. 
you know, that's how the prophecy come forth. Practical things, you know. Somebody told me also the same thing. And I hear many testimonies, people saying that, you know, God is going to take you a nation where there is going to be a snowfall. I have a problem here. Why we don't see any prophet saying, brother, God is telling me he's going to take you to Africa. Have you come across anybody saying that? Why only Canada and United States? Why God is speaking all about Canada and United States? Why not God is telling us that I'm going to take you to Africa? I'm going to take you to one of the South American countries. I have a problem here. Why do we spiritualize? That saying God spoke to me and I came here. I did not come because of that. I came for living. Better living. And on the way God caught me. That's his problem. That's not my problem. In all of your life, if you think about it, why did you come to this nation? To the United States or Canada, you want to have a better life. You want your children to grow in a better environment. You want to be out of that corruption. You want to be out of that pollution. That's the reason you come to United States or Canada or any of any such countries. You don't go to another nation. Which is, you know, considered lower than or at the same level of your nation. Where is God's will in this? Number two question, when you marry your partner, you know, I'm just putting some of you in trouble. I myself are going to be in trouble now. In your marriage or your children's marriage, why God is always, listen to me carefully, why God is always showing a girl or boy who speaks your same language and who belongs to your own caste? Valid question. Is only marrying someone of your caste God's will? Is marrying one somebody from your caste? Is it God's? Is this the only will of God? Is caste and race are made by God? Is God a racist? Where is the will of God? Most of the time we find match of the same language and same caste and the desired skin complexion and desired social status and finally say brother god gave me a beautiful wife i know it's god's will i know it's god's will we are fooling ourselves where is god's will in the midst of all this number three question i have moving to another city when we move to another city, you know, here I, at least all of us are you know, almost faithful in what we say. When we move to another city, very rarely we say that, brother, God is leading me to the city. You know, I even hear somebody saying, to, telling that to me. Brother, God is putting the burden concerning that city. Brother, why do you go to that city? I have a better offer. But you know, many of us are really faithful. We say that I see a better opportunity in the other city. I see better salary. So I want to go there. I don't know if it is whether God's will or not. I'm going, can you pray for me? Now that's a very honest way of putting it. But in the midst of all this, where is God's will? We want to do according to what we know. And we expect God's will to happen in our lives. What we know is what we could see. What we know is based on our knowledge, our current situation, 
or the knowledge about the current place where we live or the place where we want to go for maybe for business or maybe for job what whatever we are planning today this is same as james saying in chapter 4 verse 13 come now you who say tomorrow or today we will go to such and such a city spend a year there buy and sell and make a profit there is nothing wrong absolutely nothing wrong in all telling doing and all the three scenarios that i mentioned but my concern this morning is my question is where is god's will in the midst of all this only god knows how it will be james 4 14 verse 14 says whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow we talked about what we know secondly we talk about what we do not know proverb 27 verse 1 says do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day might bring forth you know we are living in a time we are not guaranteed about tomorrow forget tomorrow even today the next hour is not guaranteed current coronavirus condition is totally unpredictable will there be a second wave or with that wave is that wave is going to be worse than the first one no one knows whether more such pandemics are going to come on our way nobody knows james says for you do not know what day may bring forth what tomorrow may bring forth human health conditions the radiation level of the active radiant radiations that harm our skin our, our body we do not know, know about tomorrow you know the changes that are happening in this world today you know look at look back turn back and see the day then when we started this year that was totally different for the first three months or two and a half months of the year was totally different we never expected such a great change today in this world and the change in terms of technology that is affecting our lives daily you know more contactless interactions and interfaces we see everywhere we see strengthened digital infrastructure because many things are happening online better monitoring of people movement and you know in order to monitor the disease spread using big data using artificial intelligence in drug development telemedicine you know all of us are not going to our doctors in, in fact in our doctors over phone online shopping how much we rely on the robotics in the coming days because where man cannot do go robots can do and e-sports is another area you know there is so much of changes that are happening in the technology james is telling us verse 14 whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow you know because we do not know tomorrow listen to me this now this is important james is not asking us to predict tomorrow he is making us to realize how incapable we are when we think about tomorrow how incapable we are to plan for our future james says that we do not know about tomorrow period we do not know about tomorrow if someone tries to predict tomorrow it's not biblical it's not biblical you know the whole nation is behind prophets whole nation of the church is behind prophecies today this morning i want you to listen to the word of god 
If someone is trying to predict tomorrow, it's not biblical. What is biblical is to admit that we don't know about tomorrow. What is biblical is what James is saying. You do not know what will happen tomorrow. Admitting our inability to know tomorrow that really humbles us before God. Admitting that, you know, I'm not capable of planning for my days, Lord. It makes us humble before God. It makes us to depend more on God. Listen to me. But trying to predict tomorrow or saying that I have a prophecy from God for tomorrow. I know what is going to happen because God spoke to me. You know, makes you arrogant. That's what exactly James is saying. And it makes you not to depend on God because you know, you know, there are certain things God is not showing us. God is not showing all of us what is ahead of us. But we know that we are living in the days of evil. We know that there are many evils that are ahead, ahead of us. And God is turning our attention, gaining our attention to depend on, not to try what is going to come tomorrow, but you know, to depend more on Him. So predicting biblical, predicting business is not basically biblical. Predicting the you know, future is the business of the world. I want you to come along with me. Predicting the future is not a business that is biblical. But predicting the future is the business of this world. We have astrologers. We have palm readers. We have soothsayers. In fact, we even have meteorologists who can predict the weather conditions. We have even data analysts. What do they do? They predict the future based on the past data. They analyze the data. But not your pastor. You know, his business is basically to teach the word of God. Not your prayer partner. His or her business is to pray, not to predict the future. If you do that, it's not biblical. It's not biblical. What, the, what, what is biblical? Bible says what we need to do is we need to depend on God because we do not know tomorrow. What is biblical and what we need to believe is this. We do not know what will happen tomorrow. Just simple. We do not know what will happen tomorrow. Remember the parable that Jesus told to a rich man. One of the rich men. Who, whose crops yielded plenty and he came to Jesus and he said I don't have enough storage space I'm just going to tear down my barn and I'm going to build a bigger one so that you know when the crops yield I'm going to store for years together for many years then I will eat drink and be merry good thing good planning but you know what Jesus told him Jesus told him Luke chapter 12 verse 20 but God said to him you fool. Jesus did not appreciate him for predicting his future. Jesus told, you are a fool. If you try to predict your future or someone's future, those are the same words that is coming from Lord Jesus. Jesus, this is what he said, but God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? James is very particular. When it comes to the church, James is very, very, very strict in when he, when he talks about children of God. Not only that, we need to know that we don't know about tomorrow, the passing nature of life. Let's talk about life that is passing. Number three, 
James chapter 4 verses 4, verse 14 the second part of verse 14 for what is life what is your life is it it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away I want you to think about what was the life for those 800,000 people who died during last six months I want you to think for them what was the definition of life I believe it was even lighter than vapor nobody thought nobody ever thought that they were not going to be alive today that's what is exactly life you know many times we look at the life in the good side of it and we tend to forget the bad part of it but now you know God is taking and drawing our attention to see this is what is life on this earth remember as long as we are alive people think about us and they care for us once we are gone your spouse may remember you for a couple of more days and cry over you and children may think about you for a few more days and after everything has happened everyone will say it's good that she has gone good that he has gone I said the same thing I told my mom if she is here today she's going to suffer because there is no help in this situation it's good that she has gone you know that's the only answer everyone is going to tell about your life that's the kind of life that we are living on the face of this earth I want you to say just your age not out loud but in your mind just say your age in your mind considering what is going on on the face of this earth how many years we are going to be alive I don't want you to predict now but I want you to think 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years and what James is saying not even tomorrow the vapor stays until it disappears nothing is predictable nothing is solid Psalm 144 verse 4 says man is like a breath his days are like a passing shadow Psalm 89 verse 47 reading from NLT it says remember how short my life is how empty and futile this human existence you know that's why Moses prayed to God in Psalm 90 verse 12 this is a prayer of Moses as he wrote the psalm he's saying Lord teach me teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom who's saying this Moses who lived for 120 long years and he was saying Lord help me to teach sorry help me to number my days not only we don't know about our future we don't know even what is coming what is coming ahead of us but we even don't know whether we will be there to see our future this morning I'm not trying to discourage you but I'm just try, try, trying to just come, come to you along with James the realization of the fleeting nature of life is going to really help us number one there are a couple of benefits by knowing this number one to know that this place is not ours we are all going to go from here this place is not ours number two God must have something more than that we see on the face of this earth we have been talking about it often the eternity number three God is saying we must act God give me wisdom to number my days we must act we cannot wait you know this morning we have been waiting for many things why there is no reason why we have been waiting for number four we don't waste time 
Because each hour is precious. Each hour is precious. Every minute that goes from our life, it's not going to come back. Every minute that we lose, it's not going to come back. How important it is to have peace with everyone. How important it is to love everybody and to care for everyone. This morning God is talking about the fleeting nature of life. Let's move forward. James chapter 4 verse 15. Verse 15 says, Instead, you ought to say, How do we say? This is what we need to say. Even though we have plans and everything, but this is what we need to say and this is what we need to do. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, can you say that if the Lord wills? We shall live and do this or that. If the Lord wills, we shall live, do this or do that. You know, now we have already, we have a blueprint for our future. We have already planned our future. But God has another plan. But God has another plan. Because you are saying the will of God. Listen to me. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. There are many plans in the heart of man, but what is in the heart of God, what is the will of God, that's going to stand. If we are children of God, God expects us to submit to God totally. And only God's will, only God's plan will come true. It may not be according to our plan, listen to me. You may not like it. You may not really enjoy it. Because it is not the one that you planned originally. It is the plan of God for your life. James is telling, instead of saying, I will do this, I will do that. Say, let it happen according to the will of God you know that brings us to a greater level to the ground in submission and in surrender saying that Lord I do not know what the future holds Lord whatever it may be I will do it Lord according to your will you know many times we say that and we keep doing what we want to do and we say that it's according to God's will and but what God is expecting us is God is expecting us to stop doing what we have been doing and start doing what God's, God wants us to do according to his will. We are going to read a couple of scriptures and we are going to pray. Isaiah chapter 40, 55 verses 8 and 9. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Who says? God says. How many of your thoughts have come into existence today? How many of your plans have come into existence today? The reason, you know, sometimes you worry, I follow God, I give my offerings and tithes, I've been faithful to God, why things are not happening in my life? James answers and Isaiah answers along with James saying, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, God is talking about something that is real, something that is practical, which we experience. You know, the position that I am in today, the situation that I am in today, the, 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 the people I am dealing with today, I, I did not think about them. I did not think about the situation in my life. Why am I doing it, Lord God? God is telling you, because your plan is not my plan and your thought is not my thought. 
we may have different thoughts and ideas it doesn't really matter for god if you are a child of god god really care about doesn't really care about what 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 intellectual level you have or what analytical ability you have to decide you know with your own ideas and with your own thoughts god doesn't really care for care about those things god has a thought for you god has another plan for you our ways are not god's ways you know bible says isaiah says our thoughts and our ways are astronomically different from god's thoughts and god's plans that simply means when you think what you think will happen may not happen in your life because you are submitting to you to the will of god god wants us not to plan for our future in a way not to worry about our future in a way but to depend on him accept his will accept his plan in your life that doesn't mean that we don't say that doesn't mean that you know we don't travel that doesn't mean that you know we don't look forward to have everything that is needed for our future we are not doing that we but when we do everything we won't do it according to our desire but we do it according to the will of god you know how to find the will of god that's another sermon altogether but some of us know really how to wait up wait for wait upon the lord to know his will and when we don't when as children of god when we don't do the will of god we know the prompting of the holy spirit within us we 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 know the disturbance that we carry within us always we know that peaceless situation that peaceless nights that god is throwing on your way knowing that to make you know that it is not the will of god god wants us to do his plan doing god's will is important than planning for any future or doing anything matthew chapter 7 we bring jesus into this scenario right now Matthew chapter 7 Jesus says verses 21 to 23 Jesus says not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven That simply means not everybody is going to heaven Not everybody comes together on Sunday morning to worship God not everyone is going to go to go to heaven Not everyone who is crying out to God lord lord Verse 22 says, "Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have not prophesied. Have you not prophesied in your name? Have you not cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name?" And verse 23 says, verse 23, and then I will declare to them, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness." Doing God's will. is the number one priority of any children of god any child of god was the ch- uh, let's move on to verse 16 james chapter 4 verse 16 james is saying finally but now you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil what is evil telling today or tomorrow i will go to such and such a city and i will spend a year there i will do business I will buy this I will sell this you know you put the more eyes you put on your way God is saying that you are building up arrogance in your life God wants us to take that eye from that verse God wants us to take eye from that situation and God wants us to replace I by the will of God You know we do this without even knowing what's God's plan for our lives You know sometimes when we turn back the decisions that we have taken in our lives we are not very sure whether it was God's plan or not 
But we have come all the way along, all the way far from the time when we took the decision. But you know, because God is merciful, He's still considering. He's still using you. He's still blessing you. Even though at times we have not done the will of God. But this morning God is again telling you how important going forward, doing the will of God in your life. What is evil? Why it is evil? Planning our future without consulting God becomes sinful. Planning to do anything, trying to do anything without consulting the will of God becomes a sin in the life of a child of God, not to others. When we try to do things with, by our own ability, without seeing what, without listening what God has in place for us, we are considered boastful and arrogant. And this morning God is telling you, we do not know. All that we can do is we can some simply, humbly depend on God. I believe this morning this makes sense to you because I believe some of us are making our plans. Some of us are making our next move. Some of us are moving forward in your career. Some of us are you know, taking decisions on our way. But this morning God is telling you what is important is to do the will of God. Let's not deviate from that. Just want to close right now. Just want to summarize right now. This is what the Apostle James is saying, teaching to us this morning. Number one, he's saying we plan our lives based on what we know. And he's also telling us we do not know what is going to happen tomorrow. And then he's saying our life is passing. And he's saying there is no way we can plan for anything that is beyond today. And he's telling us very clearly there is no point in planning too much concerning the days that are ahead of us. And he's telling us God's plan for us may be totally different from what we have already planned for our future. God is simply saying that just be ready for a change. I think that's what God has been speaking to us. God is trying to change us along the way so that you know we are equipped and getting ready for the, to face the future. And God is finally saying, going ahead with our plans, not knowing the will of God is considered as boasting and is evil. God is saying, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not plan with what you know, but plan with the counsel of God. Plan with the advice of God. Accept God's plan in your life because that is the blessed, best plan for your future. I want to read this scripture and we are going to just pray. If you can all stand as we read this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Our God is a good God. He cares for us. All that he is trying to teach us is to how much we can depend on God and how important it is to depend on him. And verse 11, Jeremiah chapter 29 says, God says, For I know the plans I have for you. You do not know. Because you do not know about your tomorrow. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a blessed future. Shall we close our eyes?